News. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your hosts on the Jackson Electric Open Lines, Steve Sisson and Floyd Whitey. And good morning. I'm Steve Sisson uh, filling in for Floyd Whitey. He's uh, on the mend. On the mend. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we are missing Madison today. She's uh, on the way to a wedding, which I mean, hopefully it's not an outdoor wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing screams wedding like <laughs> Nebraska in the winter. Come on. So we have uh, Aaron Linden here and also in the box, James Timberlake. In the box. Just got done the doing box. swap shop and he's uh, ready for some real fun now. Uh, 674-4443, 672-5763 are the numbers here on the Jackson Electric Open Line if there's something you want to talk about. Uh, first, uh, we want to acknowledge uh, Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Uh, we do have a few things going on. I got a couple of uh, things on a calendar here. Uh, starting at 9 o'clock and going until 1 o'clock, free haircuts for veterans. That's at uh, the VFW Roy Easton Post uh, 1560 and Auxiliary. That's at 758 Broadway Street. Uh, also uh, today, I believe until 1030, McDonald's is uh, serving free breakfast for veterans. And then uh, from 3.30 until 7, uh, we have a free dinner for veterans at American Legion Post Number 7. That's at 137 North Brooks in Sheridan. Very cool. And to anybody that out there that is, has served, thank you. Absolutely, yes. Uh, uh, invaluable service. Oh, I man. Mean, uh, that takes a special breed of person, I think, to, to I, step up and do that. I always thought, you know, the military is, is cool, mm -hmm. right? Uh, like, defend freedom, go places, do cool things. But I also knew that I wasn't that guy. <laughs> right. I, I don't like rules. Yeah. I don't like people saying, get up at this time, do these things. I'm kind of more in that. Mm, I don't really feel like it. Would have washed out kind of early. Uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Physically, I think I would be Navy SEAL material. <laughs> of course. But mentally, I'd be like, yeah, no. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yes. always thought you had that uh, look about you, James. Yeah. Uh, so our poll question this week was about daylight saving time change because, of course, we did that last week again. Right. And uh, Hopefully every... <laughs> the last time. Yeah. So uh, we asked, does the daylight saving time, uh, time change uh, have a physical or mental effect on you? And we had 67% of those responding say, yes, it does. 32% mm -hmm. uh, said no, 1% undecided. For me, I, I think the spring one is worse than the fall one. I Yeah, I don't know. Like, this one was weird this year. Because Saturday into Sunday, right, didn't really affect me. Okay, got up though, and I was like, "Oh wait, it's actually seven right. or whatever." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then all day you do that same thing. Well, it's really yeah, it's you know, really actually three o'clock. It's, it's really noon. I mean, I can you have know, like, second lunch now. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I do the thing where I think everybody does, and I do it every single year. I'm like, I'm like. Oh, man, it's dark out really early. That's the uh, thing that gets me the most is when it starts getting dark before 5 o'clock. I always make that that astute observation every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go to throw your sunglasses on to leave at <laughs> right. 5, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. huh, I it's guess I don't need it. But so Sunday to Monday, though, wow. I, I, I don't know what happened. Went to bed Sunday night, woke up at like 4 o'clock. And for the rest of this week, I have just been way off. Interesting. Uh, for me, I, I mentioned that the, this one should be the easy one because you get an extra hour, but right. it's the tough one for the computers at the radio station. 
And so most of the time, something goes wrong in that time shift, and I have to get up in the middle of the night and, and fix something. I did not get a call this year, but I was still awake anyway. What? I still woke up at How the, weird. At the second weird. 1.30, yeah. I, at, at the, the second 1.30? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there, and I said, well, I'm awake anyway. I might as well watch and make sure everything went okay. Right. I didn't even and, think about that, that you have to adjust for that on the computers as well. Yeah, and the spring one's easy because you just skip an hour. That's easy to do. Trying to make these repeat an hour gets a little complicated sometimes. but Interesting. Uh, it worked reasonably well this time. I would not have got a phone call, and uh, I was awake anyway. Is um, it just because now after like 20-some years you got it figured out? Or? You finally mastered it. I don't know. It, it could just be a coincidence. But, uh, yeah, for me, the uh, the spring one is kind of like what you're describing, though. The first day or two, I'm just kind of in shock, I think. Right. And then after that, like day three or so is when it actually really starts to drag on me. Right. I feel like I have a hard time getting up and getting it's, to it's work just, on It's just weird. I don't... I, Again, why are we doing it? <laughs> right. I mean, yes. it's it's very antiquated at this point, isn't it? Every poll I've seen asking, should we keep doing it? Overwhelmingly, they say, no, we should not keep doing it. Right. Like Arizona and Hawaii have their stuff together. They're like, we're not doing it. Now, what's interesting about that is uh, we are on standard time now. I had to look this up because it's very confusing. It is very confusing. Yeah. We're standard time now. When we set the clocks forward, that's daylight saving time. So we're on daylight saving time through the summer and then standard time through the winter. Arizona and Hawaii stay on standard time right. year-round. All of the other legislative proposals out there are to go to daylight saving time year-round, including the one in Wyoming. Really? Yeah. So we stay on the summertime clock year-round. Which is so weird. So, like, I drive into Arizona, and it could be two hours different. Right. But at least it would consistently be that way. Because right. we're not flopping back and forth, and we don't know how different it is based on the time of year. But I wonder um, which one is the better one to go to. When I first thought about it, I thought, yes, the, the daylight saving time, the summertime, I think is the one you'd want to stay on. Right. I, I like the 9 p.m. June sunsets. Absolutely. And we would keep that if we stay on daylight saving time. But the downside of that is if we didn't set the clocks back last week, the sun would not yet be rising right. as we get to work and get kids to school. It would be light. Yeah. But another couple months or so, it's not even going to be light. I think that's probably the big factor is the kids going to school with the buses and everything. You probably want to have the light out for for that part of it. You're not driving in the middle, or not in the middle of the night, but as the dawn. You're practically middle. I mean, it's, just I mean, it's dark, still dark. It? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I don't think you want to be getting you know kids to school. And it's, still, it's going to be cold, ice on the ground and stuff like that in the dark. I don't think that's something that they want to be doing. I don't know. I, I did look it up. Uh, I mentioned I thought that we had a brief period of time where we tried this already. And we did. I looked it up. And it was in 1973. Um, they proposed it. And then in 1974, they experimented with a year-round daylight saving time. It was an energy crisis time, you know, the early right. 70s. And so they, uh, it was the Emergency Daylight Saving Time Act. It was supposed to last two years, a permanent shift to daylight saving time. And uh, it was initially supported by an estimated 80% of the public in December of 1973. February 1974, the support dropped to 42%. <laughs> People were like nuts to this. Yeah, after they made it through that it. first winter, and that was the big complaint. Is, Interesting. Yeah, and I think it probably didn't help that they had there were eight uh, kids in Florida that were killed by cars while heading to school in the dark. Oh, uh, man. Makes I mean, sense. We, we hear about you know bad stuff happening whenever we do the time change, so I'm right. not sure how significant this is compared to what would normally be going on, but that news obviously didn't help the situation. Um, so yeah, I think the biggest complaint was, uh, you're going to work and going to school in the dark. Yeah. And so they didn't, uh, they actually repealed it in October of 1974. So they didn't make it the two years. The first wow. year was enough. I, I don't necessarily think we should do away with it. I actually kind of like it other than the first, 
I, I mean, they do it over the weekend, so you at least get some sort of a day to kind of uh, acclimate to it. And I think I think it's after those first two days, it's like, okay, I'm, you know, I get the sun, I guess, for most of the day, and I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with that. So yeah. I, it doesn't bother me as much as I think a lot of people, it just bothers other yeah, people. Yeah, I think some people probably have a really difficult time adjusting to it. Like, you're still, yeah. here it is Friday, and you're still trying to get on track, right? Yeah, but I'm always trying to get on track. <laughs> right? Come on. So it's just the same as a normal weekend for you. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, there are downsides to it. Uh, for example, if you look at the times, um, since we shift forward, we have a sunset at 9 p.m. That's our latest sunset. And the earliest sunrise in the summer, where we have our longest days, is 5.19 in the morning. If we were to stay on standard time year-round, you would have an 8 p.m. sunset and a 4.19 a.m. sunrise. Oh, my. That would not be too good. No, that I don't want. Yeah. Because yeah. usually the sun comes up and it, like, wakes me up in the summer. So yeah. I don't want to be getting up at 4.20. <laughs> at 4 in the morning, right? And we always see that uh, the joke about the dogs. Like, it feels like it's dinner time, but it's only 4 o'clock. Right. Well, they'd be getting up ready to go outside yes. at, uh, you know, 4, 4 o'clock in the morning. morning. So that's bad. Uh, then our offset on the other side, if we stay on daylight saving time, which is what they're proposing, uh, we would have the earliest sunset in the winter would be 530, which that's not so bad. I mean, that's better than 430 yeah, like it is right, right now. But then your latest sunrise in the winter is 843. Woo! Oh, wow. Almost wow. 9 o'clock before the sun comes up. 45 minutes past eight, the 8 o'clock hour yeah. when the sun will be rising. So wow. if this legislation passes where they're talking about staying on daylight saving time year-round, that's what we're going to see in, what, December, January, whatever our latest sunrise is. Right. That would be the winter solstice, right? Or, or the... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not, not exa- the solstice, it's but it's not right exactly around that time, there. Right? Where the, I mean, the longest day is there, or the shortest day is there. Yeah. So the kids are going to school in the dark anyway. Yeah. So I think what we need to do is if we are going to go to daylight saving time year round, we need to change a few other things as well. Just change time totally. Six seven four 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 three six seven two five seven six three. If you have an opinion on that, yeah, I think what we need to do is I do like the idea of staying on the daylight saving time year round. I think that's probably better than. The uh, the alternative of a 4 a.m. sunrise. Right. Um, and then again, like in, in Hawaii and Arizona, they don't have that much of a dramatic s- switch shift right, in the Right, because times. they're southern. Yeah. And so, it doesn't make that big of a difference. And so if Alaska, I mean, Alaska already has times where the sun doesn't set. So, right. Uh, or it doesn't come up. <laughs> right. So I guess for us, we're kind of in that middle zone where it does shift quite a lot, but you still do get night and day every day of the year. Right. Uh, so, yeah, what do we do about that? If we stay on one of those times, I think you have to do some other adjustments as well. We have a phone call. Good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Morning. Hey, on this daylight savings time, um, I, I did a short paper on this a while, a few months ago, and sent it to Cindy Loomis's office, but just got a canned response saying thank you. Um, but in today's age of digital clocks, why don't we just take that one hour and divide it into seconds and and just do a little bit every day for that six-month period and, and then roll it back. It'd be, mm. it'd be almost seamless. Kind of like a leap year yeah. of time. Just do a gradual shift over the, the whole course of the year, yeah. or, or I guess the six months or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I, you could, uh, so the seconds would be longer in one half of the year and shorter in the other half of the year as you shift the time forward and back. Yeah, slowly. yeah. Um, I guess yeah. I would... Uh, that's an interesting idea. Well, I, I can see where it would maybe cause some issues, like if you're trying to like, use a stopwatch to time a race. Right. Uh, do you use a different time standard then for that? Like the second isn't the second. The second is a well, different... Poss- possibly. There's a lot of issues to work out with yeah. that uh, concept. But 
Anyway, just food for thought. We do something kind of similar to that, like you were mentioning. Like we have leap seconds every so often, just right. to keep things on track. That would mm-hmm. make our job absolute hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of things where precise timing is critical. Right. You thought your daylight savings time clock waking up at midnight was bad before? Wait till you have to adjust for seconds on the actual clock. Yeah, and, and I've always thought it's kind of weird that the second is is divided how it is anyway. Sixty of them in an hour. I mean, it's based on the 360-degree circle, I think, which right. probably goes back to Mayans or something like that. But it would be better if it was a base 10 of some sort, right, uh, just right. for calculating how many minutes you have left in the day or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I can see that. I think logically it makes sense because it's more Logically it makes sense, but I think you would have to literally change everything. Yeah, I think there would be a lot <clears throat> of complications that come with that. We have another phone call. Good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Oh, good morning. I was a freshman in college when Jimmy Carter had us do that for one year. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was supposed to be for two years. But granted, I was in Minnesota at the time. But, oh, geez, I felt like I lived in darkness in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one thing that I guess uh, the proposals to go to your around daylight saving time have either forgotten about it or just uh, they weren't around for it. Right. Yeah, and uh, I always get nervous. <laughs> When our government wants to change things, um, and they really need to put input into the people, I guess that's our our responsibility to contact mm-hmm. our representatives. But I didn't realize when you were mentioning this morning um, what time would be de- uh, the sun would rise and what time it would set. Like whoa, yeah. Especially in the summertime, I would really miss that late time of the sun going down. Definitely, yeah. And uh, but. Uh, I am with um, James. I don't mind this. I actually like it. It's dark. It's cold outside, but it's dark. So what? I'm inside. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, so I, I'm, it doesn't take me long to adjust. I think it's kind of a mental thing, whether you, how fast you allow yourself to get over it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I hope they don't change it, but I have a feeling that the writing's on the wall that they are going to change it. It does seem like there's a pretty good momentum moving in that direction. Each year it kind of builds a little more. Right. But you had 80% of the people that were for it, (laughs) and then they tried it, and they were like, no. Yeah, in reality it didn't look so good as it did on paper. All right. right. Thank you for the call. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. This is the Jackson Electric Open Line on News Talk 930 KROE. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Classy Cleans is Sheridan's premier family-friendly destination for fun. From beginners to lifetime bowlers, it's no secret that we have something for you. Whether open or league, jackpot or glow, for over 60 years, CPL has had all of your bowling needs covered with a full-service pro shop, coaching, and the only nonprofit youth scholarship program. As this week's Pro Football Pick'em sponsor, CPL is excited to share how we are so much more than bowling. With 11 screens, you'll have no problem catching all NFL games. And as Sheridan's you Fight Night Headquarters, you won't ever miss any MMA action. Visit us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date. 
We were talking off the break here on the Jackson Electric Open Line uh, that uh, obviously there was a pretty good period of time before this, right. this flip-flop ever started. So they started this like in the 20s or something. So everything before that was fine. <laughs> right. And then we went and humanized it and complicated it. And since the uh, last experiment was in the early 70s, there's a, a pretty good number of people around that weren't around when that happened. Right. And now there's less people around that were around before the daylight savings. When changed. did it start? December uh, of 74? Is that what you said? Yes, they enacted the experiment? it. Yeah, so it was that year they sprung forward and never fell back. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like three months old, maybe. <laughs> right? Yeah. That explains a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we were born in the dark period. Right, exactly. Yeah, our parents were going to school in the dark when we but were that's, born. But that's kind of what we were talking about off the air is that, that January, February period where you're going to work in the dark. You're coming home in the dark. You feel like you don't ever get light. But the trade-off for that is in the summer, you get light till really late mm-hmm. so you can still get out and do things. That would be my preference if I would we were going to go to something. Yeah, I think I would definitely miss the 9 p.m. June oh, sunset. Yeah. Um, but again, this is in our part of the country. Other parts of the country, it's yeah, different. Yeah, it doesn't make that big of a deal. So the further south you get, it's it makes less sense to keep doing it. Right. So do we just have the issue at, at some point where a bunch of states latch onto it and a bunch don't, and we still have the same thing where it's always confusing about what time it is? And So in that latest day that you were talking about in the summer, if we were to do this, it would be only seven hours of darkness. Wow. Which is weird if you think about it that way. Well, the, the actual amount of darkness doesn't change. And, no, but, well, I mean, from sunset to sunrise, mm. it's only seven hours. So yeah, you're the, seventeen hours of day—that's too much light. Uh, let's 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 just split it in half: twelve and twelve, and we're good. <laughs> While we're doing that, simplify. Let's, yeah, let's just make the seconds base ten. There we go. Uh, yeah, let's right. just change everything. I solved change it. it all. I mean, we can't even go to the metric system for distance. Uh, you know, trying to change time. <laughs> That's impossible. You're never going to change time. That's true, yeah. yeah. Well, time doesn't exist, right? <laughs> right. I mean, we, we talked, just covered that. talked about that last week. I yeah. guess you can. You just have to travel really fast. Or fly. Yeah, so I, uh, we have, uh, I think, in the past five years, 19 states that have enacted legislation or passed resolutions to go to year-round daylight saving time. That seems to be the unanimous way that people want to go right now. See, and that, isn't that kind of interesting, though, because the states can dictate that. Like, they're like, hey... It's a ballot initiative. Do you guys want this or not? Mm-hmm. Kind of like pot, you know, in, <laughs> right. in different yeah. states. It's not yep. a national thing, but these states are that are doing it, that's fine. I mean, that's, you know, whatever. Tenth Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. Power of the state. But, yeah, it makes it incredibly difficult if, like, I'm calling you and you're in Arizona, and I'm like, oh, they should be on the same time that we are. Right. And it's not. And it could be a two-hour difference now all of a sudden. Yeah, I think any time you have some states doing stuff and other states not, it adds to confusion. Right. We're, we're dealing with that right now, and it would, it would just be more of that if not every state jumped on board. Um, yeah, I you, actually, do, Sorry, Steve. Do you guys get to the point this time of year and then during the summer when we spring forward, or I guess during the spring when we spring forward, where you're like, oh, we should be springing forward or falling back here pretty soon. And yes. that's the only time you ever think about it until you switch the clocks back? Honestly, yeah. Uh, that's a good point, too, because two weeks from now, nobody's going to care. Won't think right. about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you'll be adjusted and everything's cool. So, yeah, I think at first I thought, you know, it's a real pain in the butt to do all this switching back and forth. But it's a temporary thing a week or so you're back on track everything's cool until six months later when you have to do it again (laughs) (laughs) everything's cool until it's not yeah and is that pain of adjusting the time twice a year worth a more consistent daytime around your activities because that's what it really accomplishes it doesn't accomplish any 
energy saving or anything no. like that. Um, the, the other thing is, too, if you're thinking about holidays, like everybody wants to wake up on Christmas morning and it's bright out. And if we're doing this and it's still, you know, the longest day of the year, I think is like December 21st or 22nd. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be very dark when you're waking up and opening presents in the morning. Yeah, if you have kids, they wake yeah, up to see. They're, if, yeah, yeah, well, that's they're true, up at yeah. like 2 a.m. Yeah, anyway. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you got to see if Santa came. So, uh, right. yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it depends. Uh, I think I think I prefer having the daylight kind of shift around our activities like it does right now. I do too. Rather than having the, the, the trade-off of it either getting light really late or getting dark early. I hate when this happens. I know, right? Because <laughs> I went into this going, it's a man-made, goofy thing. We don't need it. Everything was fine before it. But the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. We've kind of acclimated around it at well, this and point. Our, and our lifestyles are a lot different now than they were in the late 1910s yeah. when this right. first started. Um, so, you know, a lot of less... Uh, our our activities are not really based around the sunrise and sunset as much as they used to be. No. So I mean, it's a nice thing to still have daylight. Some when people's you leave are. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but not as many. Right. I mean, it used to be that you know you you lived and got up and went to bed by the sun. Right. Um, but now you know we have all these. Yeah, but uh, that was because then things came out and ate you. <laughs> People were carrying lanterns. Yeah. Around. Or it was very difficult to keep the lights going on at night, and it was right. expensive, and uh, a lot of people didn't have that luxury. Sure. Uh, so uh, now we all have that luxury. We can keep the climate in our houses comfortable, no matter how hot or cold it is. We can keep the lights going, and it's not going to be a, a huge deal. So I don't know. I mean, it is nice to have the sunlight when you leave work, but it's nice. It, it's not like critical. It's not a necessity. I don't think. Yeah. No. And in the winter anyway, I mean, like the caller had said, you know, you're inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, the snow is great. It's fun. You can go sledding, skiing, snowboarding, whatever. I'm, I'm not going outside but today. <laughs> not when it's exactly, not when it's like negatives. You're inside <laughs> yeah. anyway. If it's dark, who cares? You got the TV going, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like that late summer sun. Mm-hmm. You know, be out at the lake till 830. You know, that's that's that the trade, nice. and I do like that. Yeah. And I wonder how much of an effect on the seasonal depression it would have if we did a shift um, because if you're inside and all that anyway, you're not getting the sunlight regardless. Right. It's just the mental thing of it being dark, of you living in darkness. I think that 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 alone can be depressing, even if it's not the vitamin D issue. I, it's I just usually the darkness. I usually get like my I, I'll have seasonal depression right around January, like after the festivities of Christmas, and then you still have like the snow on the ground and everything like that. But there's not as much of a festive uh, feeling to it anymore. That's when I kind of get towards my seasonal depression. Where I'm like, okay, this can go away now. It's too cold. <laughs> like I want this to be over. And in this northern climate, you have a, a few more months. A of few that, more months. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that will probably be the true regardless of what we do with the daylight saving Yeah, that's change. not going to change. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. It just shifts it by an hour when it happens. It's still going to be a lot of dark, a lot of cold. So. We just need more festivities in January. Yeah, I'm all down for that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, New Year's is kind of early. We yeah, need to do like a, there's things being a late, mid-January festival of festivus. some sort. There's yeah. Not, yeah, there's not, there's not a good enough January, uh, January celebration of any kind other than New Year's. Yeah, we have holidays almost every month, except for June and August, I think. Mm-hmm. Everything else, well, September maybe doesn't have one. September, yeah, no, got September's Memorial got Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Memorial Day, right? Isn't that yeah, in September? Yeah, right? yeah. So. I guess I don't count that as like a f- festival kind yeah, of thing. that's but true, yeah. Not I mean, really It depends same. on how you celebrate. That's true, that's true. <laughs> I think um, of September and I think of, or Memorial Day and I think of like barbecue like I do Jan, or uh, July 4th, though, so. That brings up a completely unrelated discussion, which I guess we could shift to, because we've kind of covered the daylight saving thing, I think. Um there's been talk about making Election Day a national holiday, and I, I can see the, the, the idea behind that. 
uh, I think it would hopefully encourage more voter turnout and maybe. But I, but I look at how holidays are spent right now, yeah. Memorial Day and things like that, where what you're supposed to do those days, right, and what you actually end up doing those yeah. days, right, are are kind of different things. So I think it would all, but if it's a national holiday, I think it gives more people the incentive to go and do it instead of trying to take the time off of work or even though isn't it a law that you're able yes. to mm-hmm. go and do it during work or whatever mm-hmm. um i think it also i don't know it's just more of an awkward conversation you have to go and tell your boss hey i didn't vote or whatever you know i think it's more of an incentive if you're at home and you're like okay i'm here for a read let's go vote or something but i don't know that's just me the weird thing though about that too is that that's shifted so much because now you can do even do like in-person voting mm-hmm. weeks beforehand. True. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've had people come up to me and they're like, oh, I voted a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, oh, mail in. And they're like, no, I went to the courthouse. And I'm <laughs> right, like, yeah, what? early voting. Yeah. Weird. Because I remember when I was little going to the elementary school with my dad or mom or whatever. And it was the big booth with the curtains and you yep. pushed the things in and pulled the big lever. Like, <laughs> right, so yeah. you, if you yeah, didn't like show up, show. yeah, it was like a game show. <laughs> And sometimes we were all losers. Um, <laughs> but you get there, and, and like people would take that time to do it. Because if you didn't show, you didn't vote. Right, yeah. And now it's more like, eh, I can do it from my couch. Yeah, and, and does that maybe uh, get a bit of a lax attitude going where you just kind of put it off, you put it off, you put it True. off, and pretty soon it's too late. Right. See, I'm a heavy I, procrastinator. And, but the thing, you know what's weird? The thing about it is the stickers. They get me every time. <laughs> I see the people with the stickers on. I'm like, oh, I should probably go do that because I kind of want that sticker. Wait, you're welcome, James. I, I wore mine Yeah, this you year. did it. Uh, Julie did it upstairs. And that Voting was the one that propaganda. Julie yeah, yeah I him. was like, oh, I got to go do that. I want the sticker. And my sticker said my vote counted. So oh, that way go. I know there's no possibility of anything uh, going it's wrong. It's legit. Because <laughs> the sticker said so. Yeah. I got a sticker, but mine just said I voted. Yeah, I got that's the good what mine ones. said too. So now I'm questioning if my vote <laughs> Did counted. You, yeah, yeah, you might want to check into that. Should it be a national holiday? I don't know. I mean, it's like James said. There's a law that says that they have to give you time. Mm-hmm. I can see though in bigger, you know, cities or whatever, it could be a long process. Like right. it could take. Yeah. Hours. You got to drive across town to your precinct, whatever. You got to stand in line. It's worse than the DMV in right? most places. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it would make sense. But I think the people that are going to turn out are going to turn out regardless. Right. I'm a I'm a vote in person person. Yeah, me like, too. Yep. There's just something about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mail it in. I don't want to go early. I kind of yeah. want to be in the mix yeah, of it all. I, yeah, I'm the same way. I but feel if like I it's... was in a big city where it's like, ooh, well, pack a snack because right. it's going to be six hours. And it's November and the weather sucks. Right. It, the sticker, though. It, the sticker, oh, though. It's a sticker. Well, it depends on the sticker now. <laughs> right. Did you just vote or did it count? <laughs> right. <laughs> you voted. Meh. Didn't count. I'm kind of on the fence about the, the holiday thing. I, I, I don't think it's – I don't know anybody who – wanted to vote that didn't get a chance to. But then again, here, yeah, I've never had a, here. even when the voter turnout's been high here, I've been in and out in 15 minutes. Right, right. So, um, But I think in some places, I mean, I've heard the stories, mm-hmm. like, it took two hours, you know, to, to check in, get my ballot. Voting yeah. takes 10 minutes, fine, whatever. Right. But then the lines yeah. to even get your ballot into a box After you take voted. Yeah. a long time. Yeah, you could be there. I mean, you, you get an hour. That may not be enough time. Yeah, right. And that's the thing. So wouldn't, is that suppressing people? Wouldn't mm. that the fix to that, though? Just make, like, 
have more polling places, like stations for that? Maybe, but then that that complicates all the tabulating. That's right. true. Which already yeah, is an issue true. in some states. Yeah, well, uh, they, they, they Maricopa <laughs> County, anybody? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are, there are um, aren't there's businesses that celebrate it as a national holiday. I'm pretty sure. As I well. wonder. There's probably like, are some that give the people the day off. Yeah. I know that our the music licensing place that we have that we use for our our music that we put under our ads and stuff they celebrate it as a national holiday they're closed they, yeah they always oh. have a banner up top for whenever they're off and one of them was for election day they had it off so huh. i didn't know if that was for whatever their headquarters is at or whatever or if that company itself actually celebrates it as a national holiday Interesting. i think there'd be some businesses that would find it hard to do that yeah um but you True. can but you can accommodate other you know national holidays right. so it just becomes another one of those but but there's more of them then because it just gives banks another reason to be closed, nah, right? <laughs> there are, I, they're, I'm pretty sure they're closed on election day, right? I mean, they have to be banks. I don't know. I didn't go to the bank on election yeah. day. But then you got you have the midterms. You yeah, have the, true. The, you have the primaries. You, you know, got, let's do it. What, that's a lot saying. of national holidays. James is for it. Yeah, let's. James tried. James tried to take today off for Veterans Day. <laughs> well, he had it crossed out in the book. I didn't try to take it off. I scratched your guys' name off the books because I already thought we had it off. Oh, so I didn't have to come here today. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was like, all right, well, we got Veterans Day. This was like months ago. I was like, oh, Veterans Day, we got that off. Who, who, who said not. I'm straight? Yeah, there you go. I, 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 I need to talk I, to this person. I went in, I, so I was, I've got some production to do today, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, why is it squiggled out? And James is like, um, <laughs> I did that a while ago. I thought we yeah. had it off. I'm like, you can take it off, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. you know. We well, now have, I'm here. I mean, whatever. We could have used that as like a got the ball rolling. I know Julie. Julie was the one I was talking to her. I was like, "Oh man, we get Friday off," and she was like, "She was like, no, we don't. I need to have a word with I was Julie." Like, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't ask her ever again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? I should have just stayed home and been like, right. "Oh, we got it off." <laughs> we'll take a quick break. We're back with more. This is the Jackson Electric Open Line on News Talk 9:30 KROE. Plug into Jackson Electric and feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high-efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation, wiring at home, wiring a business, new electrical service, or enlarging existing service. Call Jackson Electric, and you'll see the light. 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Got chip or need a windshield repaired? Hi, I'm Cindy Wolf. We invite you to stop down at Novus Auto Glass on North Main Street in Sheridan. Jim and I were both born and raised in Sheridan and are proud to continue to run Novus Auto Glass as a locally owned business. We offer same day appointments for chip repair. Novus is also the only glass shop in town that can provide recalibrations for your safety systems on newer vehicles. Mention this ad, get $5 off a chip repair and $20 off a replacement. Come down to 347 North Main Street or give us a call at Novus Auto Glass 307-672-0139 for an appointment. This public service announcement sponsored by Pilch Engineering, serving Sheridan and Johnson Counties. Jeanette Mooney inviting you to Sounds of the Sisters, featuring local talent in a fundraising concert to help PEO women's educational projects. Our concert is scheduled for 4 p.m. Saturday, November 12th at the First Presbyterian Church here in Sheridan. A $15 minimum free will donation is suggested, so reserve your spots by calling Melissa Badley at 307-673-4425. 
This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, Mike Leach goes to absolute war with the phlegm in his throat. Um, well then, we marched it down field. <laughs> I, I thought we could have been closer. That clip's not edited in any way. We analyzed that, as well as a topsy-turvy week eight in the NFL. The Bills lose to the Jets. Packers, it's time to start ringing the alarm bells. Those topics and more on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jackson Electric Open Line on News Talk 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. We're also streaming on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Six seven four fifty nine ninety nine. No, that's not. That's the nineties and nine number. That's the nineties and nine. I'm always used to saying that because I'm doing the nineties and nine right now on another station through the miracle of technology. What? Yeah, it's uh, wow. It's Friday, we've got a ponderous song for our nineties nugget. Yes. So when this show ends, actually, you could flip over there because you got time. We're, right. We'll have a few minutes to flip over there. Yeah, I say that number all the time. Six seven four 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 three. There you go. Six seven two five seven six three. If there's something that's on your mind. Uh, we had a really important topic that we were trying to get to last week, and then the conversation just kind of got away from us, and we never got around to it. But we do have a, a few minutes now yes. where we can cover this. And I, it comes down to a, a lot of people's tastes, I think. Right. Uh, so you can you can start this off here. So, so you know, of words. Uh, how many folks out there, you know, love those, like, raspberry candies and things? And, and especially, like, as the holidays approach... You know, everybody's got a candy dish out or whatever, and you've got vanilla-flavored stuff and mm-hmm. raspberry, mm-hmm. and people love it. They and, love it. And you always want to make sure that you go for the natural flavoring because the artificial stuff is never good, right? Right. So but, the natural flavoring is where you want to be. But when you really dive down into what natural means, mm-hmm. we found out that a lot of raspberry, natural-ish raspberry mm-hmm. flavoring vanilla actually is extracted from beaver anal glands. And there's actually an expert in this field. She works for National Geographic. And, and his name she's... is James Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, it's amazing. Like, you lift the tail. And it's so aromatic. And my first thought is, one, you're getting paid for this. And two... Ah, uh, who discovered this? Right. Like, Steve, okay, today, your job, zebra, <laughs> but donkey, elephant, and beaver. And, like, you go through the first three, and you're thinking maybe this job isn't for yeah. you. But you get to the beaver, and you're like, dude, <laughs> you guys got to come smell this. Yeah. So the weird thing is, that it, like, there is a natural vanilla bean, right? Right. Uh, yeah. So how did someone think, wait a second, guys? This is way better. You know, it's like the high fructose corn syrup thing. Yeah. Right. We've got sugar, but we've got this alternative. Right. Who wants to go out there? It and... can't be because the high fructose corn syrup, that's cheaper than regular than sugar. Like sugar, right? right. So, so which, is, yeah, sugar, which yeah. is the better vanilla flavor? But I, I, it I, cannot be cheaper. To I, go I was just going to say, yeah, I, I, I think that it would take a lot more yeah. beaver secretions, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. To, to flavor things than just going and harvesting some vanilla beans or actually, like, raspberries. So does their maybe. poop smell, like, really good? Is that something? I, maybe. <sighs> I, I mean, maybe somebody stepped in it and they were like, oh, my gosh, this smells great. There can't I be. I could eat this. <laughs> there can't be any fecal matter that smells even remotely <laughs> I, yeah, I don't appetizing. Know. I, I wouldn't know think so, but somebody somewhere. It, it's like, you know naturally you see like a calf drinking milk and you go, I wonder if we could drink that yeah. right back <laughs> yeah. in the day. The first guy that tried that probably has some explaining to do too. Right. True, Absolutely. Yeah. But this one still has explaining to do oh, because man. it's like, who, who, who discovered did this? this and why is it still 
being used. And yeah. when I looked at the FDA, it's it's a what was it? It's they a they have a name for it. That's right. It was like a it wasn't uh, it wasn't safe food additive, but it was like consumable. Right. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, just because it's consumed, <laughs> bugs are consumable. Yeah, as far as we know, this won't do any harm to Right, you. but yeah. do you really want it? Yeah. Well, there are a lot of food additives that I think if if we kind of knew their origins, we'd have some questions. Oh, absolutely. Um, and a lot of stuff that's FDA approved that you'd probably still have questions about. Right. Um, but just, you know, check check your packaging when you buy the raspberry candies it, and see it, if it's made with beaver anus. It doesn't say beaver butt on it, though. It has, I don't think so. There's but a name for it. Dude, that would be a great marketing thing. Man, natural vanilla flavor. <laughs> the next time I see that, or raspberry. <laughs> right. I'm not a fan of raspberry candy, though. That's interesting. I've never liked raspberry flavoring. So one of my favorite things, though, was... So this was on one of those, like, calendars with the weird facts of the day, <laughs> and it became, like, the topic of the entire day. And one of my favorites was one of the people here walked by it, read it, and her face just fell. And she's like, I love raspberry candy. <laughs> that, like, uh, mm. that, calendar yeah. is incre- that, that calendar has done wonders for this offense. It's like offense. you used to love raspberry candy. Yeah. <laughs> right. The next one you have, you're going to be thinking, I wonder. <laughs> they they call it cast. Castorium? Uh, castorium? Castorium ca- ca- or something. Something like that. Castor- and, castorium. and the FDA, FDA regards it as gen- generally regarded as safe. Yeah, there you go. Generally <laughs> yeah, regarded as safe. Very reassuring. What does yeah. that actually mean, though? Oh, generally okay. Nobody has really it's fine. died from it yet. Yeah. That yet? we know of. Yeah. I mean, so do they do that? Oh, man, this is going to ruin my life. Do they do this? On, do they put it in, like, cran raspberry juice or raspberry juice? I don't I, know. I love raspberry juice. Is there a farm somewhere? The, the, like that's their main purpose. They're just extracting this stuff. Free range beaver, and they just yeah. go around. And, I, uh, I have no idea. Can hmm. you imagine all the dams around that place? <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder how much of it actually is used because we, we know there I are know. other like natural sources for raspberry flavoring. Right. Like uh, raspberries. Yeah. So I wonder what percentage of the natural raspberry flavor actually comes from this. I, like you were saying, it's got to be kind of difficult to get. Yeah. There can't be that many beavers that were or beavers that were extracting the anal glands from to get raspberry juice. <laughs> yeah, like, it, there can't be that many. And it's not even like that they're harming the beaver. They're just like extracting it. <laughs> It's milking the beaver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then what? You said, how often can you do that? It does seem like a lot of work. It does. Mm-hmm. You could just go pick raspberries. <laughs> that's the thing, though. But that's also, like, that's a lot of work, too, though. That's true. I, I mean, if you gave me one or the other, though, I think I would very easily pick go mm. picking the raspberries. I would think, yeah. <laughs> yeah Here's your two choices. Yeah. <laughs> So in I, that case, the artificial is probably the way to go. I think. I mean, that, that, James, the oh, he, yeah, James is getting a little uh, phone call here, so we might have an opinion on the uh, on this. Yeah. Do we, do we have a beaver secretion expert? We, we've oh had my some, gosh, that would be fantastic. some interesting experts that have called in once in a while. Uh, good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Oh, thank you. Um, I was hoping to change the subject, but I figured I'd throw another tidbit in there that's equally as kind of. Uh, head scratching yeah uh if you go and get calamari that isn't real calamari it's made from the anus of basically the butt tube of cows Hmm. and they just slice it into rings so they just find another tube shaped uh thing and just call it calamari huh it's it's chewy enough Mm. (laughs) Mm. i don't want that calamari (sighs) There's a lot of stuff that people but, eat that make you wonder, though. Uh, right? 
That only adds to the additive that you can literally fl- you can fry anything, <laughs> and it'll taste good. Or wrap it in bacon. Yeah. Uh, true. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, there's probably a lot of other uh, uh, food additives and uh, substitute. Here's the thing. If I see fake calamari now, mm-mm. Not doing it. How can you tell the difference, though? Is, is there true. some labeling requirement? I mean, usually I would think there'd have to be. You order right? that at a restaurant, they probably don't disclose it on the menu. I uh, there's the thing is like places like in Sheridan, where are they getting octopus from? Right, mm. like the ocean. I, the, oh, well, thank you. But like they're shipping. <laughs> That's where most of them are. I can't imagine they're shipping a lot, like a large amount of octopus from here to any of the restaurants that we have. Mm. So the it's weird thing be the is. House. The, yeah. <laughs> God, we have a lot of cows. That, that yeah. is true. We do have a lot of cows. The like, weird thing about that. If they that, say locally farmed octopus, they're not talking about octopus. <laughs> right. They're talking about Locally cows. farmed, quote unquote, calamari. Yeah. Calamari. Calamari. <laughs> calamari. The weird thing is, though, so I was actually just having this conversation last night. They, they, there's restaurants that get daily shipments yes. flown in. Of fresh yes. seafood. Yes. In, so in Wyoming, you have you to have that. You can do it. Yeah. You're, you're probably going to pay for it mm-hmm. at the restaurant, but mm-hmm. it, I, w- I would rather pay a little bit more and know that it, it wasn't Kawamari. <laughs> right. Yeah. I we, want the real thing. We have another caller. Good morning. You're on the Jackson Electric Open Line. Uh, a lot of these things you just have to specifically ask, um, is this? Is this real crab? Because mm, yeah. that is its own That's topic true. that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of questions. But uh, to go off on a, a different side note is uh, it's uh, questions that need to be asked. And I'm hoping that eventually our media will start asking these questions and bringing some, some more details in um, because it wasn't too long ago that Joe Biden was calling this a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Um, but the media um, called the vax hesitant that they should be punished or have it forced upon them with mandates. Uh, New York State, the judge just ordered them to rehire um emergency EMS police officials, government officials, and get um, back pay. So there's a lot of lawsuits going on there. And we just had a spokesperson from Pfizer in Dutch Parliament that admitted that um, these vaccines, quote unquote, um, were never tested for stopping transmission. In other, In other words, given it to given COVID to others. Mm-hmm. So we we are now seeing that the cumulative death count, the excess deaths are rising from state to state. Some are up to 24% higher than normal. Um, we really need to ask some questions and remember that, that they pushed this on us and there was a whole lot of talk on this radio every morning about cases and and I'm kind of curious on the one question is was was their funding that Sheridan Media was given to go through this whole program to keep no this no going 
No, Mm-mm. no. Uh, I think okay. you know, uh, we're almost out of time here, about one minute left. I, I do think that um, uh, we are going to be looking at the uh, mandates, uh, whether or not that was uh, overreacting. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my personal opinion is that uh, I, I could never really figure out why, if it's not slowing the spread of the virus, why you would mandate Right. I can see why you would encourage people to take it if it does work to reduce the symptoms and that kind of stuff. But mandating stuff, you have to do that for the public good. Right. And in the case of this vaccine, where it didn't seem to really make that much difference in how the virus was being transmitted, I don't think you can make an argument for a public good in a mandate. No, but they're still harping on it. Like, well, get out (laughs) there and get your booster. And it's like, really? Okay. Yeah. No, we didn't receive any funding for promoting that stuff. Uh, No, it was just news. I I, I do think that uh, time will, will... tell whether or not some of the things that were done were the right idea or not. Right. But time will tell. We're still too early in that process. Uh, Thank you for the call, and uh, thanks to everyone for joining us this morning. We are out of time. This has been the Jackson Electric Open Line on News Talk 930 KROE. We'll see you again next week. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, experience, and reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or equipment. Jackson Electric expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems, residential, commercial, industrial, agricultural. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it. 1851 North Main and Sharon. Are you wondering what your business is worth or have you considered buying or selling a business contact me alicia cox certified valuation professional at harker mellinger to discuss how a business valuation can help you determine the proper values in gifting estate planning and the purchase or sale of your business harker mellinger has been providing professional valuation services since 1995 schedule an appointment today to discuss how a business valuation can work for you harker mellinger located at 1811 south sheridan avenue in sheridan you grunt and groan every time you stand, bend, or reach.